The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee, and welcome back into another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are a little, little later than normal, but that's okay. Lots of dance you learn as you go, and sometimes technology is a beautiful thing, Mo, isn't it? When it works. When it works. It's one of my favorite Moisms. Show me the lie. <laughs> when's when's the, the little book coming out, Mo? Of all of these, huh? the Moisms, the Moisms, Moisms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For about four four people to buy it. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, if you sell them out of your trunk, you might get ten. Yeah, staple them together. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to bind them. Yeah. Bindings overrated. Who needs a cover? Yeah. Right. Oh man. Well, it's uh, we don't really have a whole lot of time to chit chat this morning. We missed out on our chit chat time. I'm I'm kind of sad about it, but but that's okay. At least we're here for five more segments after that because about five minutes ago I wasn't so sure that was going to be the case. <laughs> it's like well. All right, we got a best of show here ready to go, right? Hey, y'all, y'all have y'all have fun. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, you know, this morning was uh, another late night for you, I guess. The Allstate I, Elves showed up I, yet again. I could have hooked you up, man. I was up at two o'clock this morning. I couldn't sleep last night, so. I should have texted you and been like, "Hey, I got this. Just shoot it to me." Now, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was um. It was actually in drafts. So. Oh man, I could have so, just went in there and popped there it right in. There My bad. <laughs> yeah, like I said, now you tell me. I'll be, but. I'll be sleeping early today. I struggled last night, but yes, the Allstate Elves did come by, and. Posted the class one A and two A all state teams. Um, I mean, we cover what like one team in two A, uh, but locally we had what Marcus Collins from Eagleville, and that's about it. And Caden Snitzer from Eagleville, the receiver. Ah, okay. Yeah, so two kids from Eagleville. I was. I was a little surprised that there wasn't any more Region 5-2A representation on that team than there was. Those were the uh, only two guys. No no Lewis County guys, um, no Forest guys. But, I mean, as we were saying yesterday, it, it's a tough team to make. Tough team to make. 
and so I think that makes... You mean there's no Lewis County wide receivers on this list? There are no Lewis County wide receivers on this list. I, I can't uh, probably, imagine. Probably because there are no Lewis County wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> They're just um, blockers wearing 80s. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're blocking tight ends is what they are. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but... um. There are a couple of kids from Mount Pleasant on the Class 1A team. Um, senior defensive lineman Ethan Beasley earning his third All-State recognition in Class 1A. And um, sophomore Jackson Collier was named to the team as a punter, which he does, um, among other things. Because he, if the ball is kicked at Mount Pleasant, Jackson Collier pretty well does it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm curious because I I don't know anything about the the Cowan kid, but uh, I mean, be hard pressed to find many better kickers than Jackson Collier at Mount Pleasant in Class One A. Yeah, He's I would think so. He is pretty darn good. Um. The stats don't necessarily show it just because he didn't get a lot of opportunities for a one and eighteen. He did hit his only field goal attempt, converted ninety percent of his extra points, and and um eighty five percent of his kickoffs went to the end zone for touchbacks. So that's that's a little bit of a weapon, particularly yeah, you, in class one A. You kicking touchbacks in one A, you're doing something. Uh, yeah, but plenty of other did average, flavor too. Yeah, he did average thirty-five yards on punts, which is pretty solid again at the one A level. And um, he's he's got a chance to to reprise this again over the next couple of years. I was about to say he's a sophomore, so that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. And and the Cooper Count kid's a freshman. Yeah, yeah. probably that's moved wild. in. Probably moved in. No. <laughs> Maybe I can't, ima- I, I can't imagine them raising a whole lot of kickers in south pittsburgh hey you never know <laughs> yeah. um but, beasley beasley 71 total tackles 12 for loss two sacks three forced fumbles and a fumble recovery only played in six and a half games uh, between his injuries and mount pleasant's um covet interrupted schedule so um between the two of those it was a little herky-jerky for them and for him as well but Third time he's been selected. Congratulations to both those guys. And as you were saying, um, part of a significant contingent from Region 5-1A on this team. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the offensive side, you've got two running backs from Region 5-1A. K.J. Jackson from Fayetteville, obviously, who was the championship games MVP. As a freshman. As a freshman, and then Colby Stewart, senior from Huntland, uh, and then you you go down to Gus Hill from Fayetteville, junior offensive lineman, and on the defensive side, it's it, fairly well South Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hey, don't miss some. Um, don't miss Kyler Parker, a quarterback from Moore County. Uh, you're right. That team. Obviously. Then, um, and as you said, um, Gus Hill on the offensive line. And you've got um, Caden White from Moore County on the defensive side and Zayshon Pullen from Fayetteville. So eight eight guys from that region. Just 
kind of further further bolstering that boast of Region 5-1A being the toughest region in the state in 1A. So congrats to those guys. Yeah, it's uh, that is as tough a region as there has been lately. I, I'm kind of upset to see Mount Pleasant moving up, but I, I also think that Class Two A region is not going to be a is not going to be a pushover anymore either. So that's gonna that's gonna be interesting because you've got Richland also going up to Two A. You've got Mount Pleasant there. Eagleville's dropping down to One A, and um, I think the opening numbers there to bring that about but um lewis county is moving to six two a so um i don't remember right off the top of my head who all is in that new region five two a but mount pleasant and richland both move up like you said and um well i mean obviously you've got summertown loretto in Mm -hmm. there eagleville as well i think eagleville and forest and forest yep no, so. not not Eagleville, Forest, and so it'll be Forest, Summertown, Loretto, Community? Mount Pleasant. No, Community moves as well. Cascade is the That's other it, one. Cascade. Because they're coming over from 4 to a this past year. So so they'll be playing. They'll be playing West now after going East for the last classification period. So so that'll be a six team region with Cascade, Forest. Summertown, Loretto, Richland, Mount Pleasant. There it is. At least you don't have to worry about Lewis County in your region yeah. anyway. Yeah, and and I think I, I would think, you know, Summertown and Loretto in particular are pretty pleased with with that trade off, getting rid of, you know, both Forest. I mean, both um both Lewis County and Eagleville, because Eagleville has um been a playoff mainstay out of that region for the last few years as well. Well, it's uh, it's only going to get uh, tougher as you obviously move up in classification for these players. But I I fully expect to see several Mount Pleasant and others um, making. I, I think Mount Pleasant's going to be really competitive in that region. Um, they played Summertown traditionally. They've played Loretto traditionally. Um, Obviously, they've played Richland in region play, so they've got some familiarity with all those folks. Forest and Cascade will be new, but, you know, I I really feel like, you know, dismissal of Bronson Bradley aside, I feel like this 1-8 season was an aberration more than than an expectation or a norm, and I think they're going to bounce back regardless of who they have as coach and be pretty successful next year. I think they would have been successful had Bradley come back. So I think that'll yeah. bear, obviously that'll bear watching. Sure, sure. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about the Class 1A and 2A All-State teams that were announced this morning. Those are available in their entirety on sm-tnsports.com. You can find all of the Division I um, All-State teams on our website. 
I assume Division Two will be this morning at twelve oh one or tomorrow morning at twelve oh one. Yeah, that that's the plan. Um, it has it has actually been distributed, and um, your various media outlets should have those in their hands, but they are embargoed until after midnight, so that um, your print editions have access to them for for tomorrow morning's print. So sure. Also on the website, a uh, a story about a Columbia Central grad who is now the competitive cheer coach at Martin Methodist. That's, That's unusual. It is, and and what's really unusual is Key Key Matthews is a 2014 Columbia Central graduate. So I mean he's he's young, twenty five ish, and he's the head coach of a. Um, competitive cheer squad at the nai level so congratulations to him and yeah we've got a story on that up on the website as well sm-tnsports.com i love this quote from uh, martin methodist athletics director brandy paul key is one of the most decorated cheer competitors in the history of the nai and apparently he helped them win a national championship in the first year the event happened i mean yeah yeah they they established the competitive cheer national championships his um sophomore year i guess no would have been yeah yeah sophomore year yeah and he was an all he was a three-time all-american and they won national title that year so that's that's pretty cool but you can find a story there on 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 key matthews on on the website as well uh obviously there are some some hoops uh, box scores on the website, but we can go ahead and give you more scores and today's schedule in the rundown. This is the rundown. In girls' action on Tuesday night, Summertown defeated Lipscomb Academy, visiting Lipscomb Academy 61-29 Tuesday. Spring Hill went on the road Tuesday night and defeated Franklin County 43-33. It was Loretto 78, Lexington, Alabama 41. And Forest Girls beat Fayetteville 62-48. In the next level Nash tournament, in girls' action, Livingston Academy 63 Fairview 47, Clarksville Academy 64, Clarksville Christian 29. Those two games were in the consolation bracket. In the winner's bracket, Brentwood Academy Girls 64, Beach 33, and Brentwood 60, CPA 39. In other games on Tuesday, Cheatham County's girls defeated Hampshire up at Stewart County 70-47. And at the State Farm Classic over at Riverdale, Providence, Christian 71, Independence 21. And making our way to the boys, we have Fayetteville getting a 50-39 to 39 win over Forrest. Franklin, a 71-47 winner over Nolansville. And Summertown fell at home to Lipscomb Academy, 86-43. to 43. Back over at CPA in the next level, Nashville Hoops Fest. Ravenwood defeated Livingston Academy 64-42. Brentwood, uh, let's see, St. Pius X out of Georgia defeated Center Hill out of Mississippi 83-65. Those were both consolation matches. In the semifinals, 
Brentwood Academy defeated the host Lions 67-61, and Ensworth defeated Siegel 62-60. And in the last game of our boys, Laverne 55, Grace Christian 46. Today's schedule, starting at 3 o'clock today, the Summit Girls Classic will tip off with Westmoreland visiting Summit. That's again at 3 o'clock. And then following that game will be Nolansville and Father Ryan. And that will conclude the Summit Girls Classic. Um, Columbia Central has a doubleheader. <laughs> it's a split doubleheader, I guess. As Franklin Girls will visit the Hardy Lloyd Gymnasium for a 330 game, followed by Station Camp's boys and the Lions at 5 o'clock. Um, also at 4 o'clock, Lewis County's girls will travel to Mount Pleasant in a girls-only matchup. And in that State Farm Classic you mentioned earlier over at Riverdale, Summertown's girls will take on Knoxville Webb at 4 o'clock, and Franklin's boys will be against Riverdale, the homestanding Riverdale Warriors, at 5.30. Finally, the Next Level Hoops Fest wraps up over at CPA with 7th place, 5th place, third place and championship games on both the boys and girls side um believe the first game was at 8 30 so they will be rolling all day again ensworth and brentwood academy will be playing in the boys championship of, of that event that'll be the nightcap over there also um believe brentwood academy and brentwood high school will play in the girls championship And there you have it. That is your Wednesday Rundown. So, Mo, it's funny because I'm really surprised to see Brentwood Girls and Brentwood Academy in this girls' championship game, which, I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the other teams in this one, but... I was not expecting Brentwood's girls to be where they are. Uh, and well, you know I, what? I guess, you know why you're not expecting that? It's because they lost that 44-42 game to Spring Hill about a week and a half ago. But I'm telling you, District 11 AAA girls, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure who the best team is. I think there are a lot of good teams in that district. I'm not sure that there is a great team. And as a result, I think you're going to see some scores once they get into, you know, a rhythm of a regular season schedule and that kind of thing. I think you're going to see some scores that are going to kind of make you you think twice about (laughs) some of these teams. And, And again, Spring Hill goes on the road last night, gets down 10 3 down at Franklin County. Gets down 10-3 at Franklin County, winds up winning that game 43-33. So, I mean, do the math there. They they outscored Franklin County 40-23 to to over the final three quarters. So, you know. And got outscored in the fourth quarter. So, the second and third quarters, they pretty well dominated. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm telling you, when um, – with Prairie Stedman, with Sierra Stedman, and with Cole Alderson in and around the paint, if they get any guard play at all, 
they're going to give people trouble every night. Yeah, I, I mean, and they have a solid guard in, you know, Kat Carter, who is just a all-around great athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's not going to turn the ball over kind of thing. She, she's going to take care of the basketball. And, and when you have somebody who can take care of the basketball, it's really all you need. Somebody who's not going to turn it over, who can get the ball to the players that, that can make the plays. So. And if they can just get a little perimeter scoring to, to balance out, you know, Cole Alderson down on the block and um, the Stedman sisters, I'm telling you, they, they are capable – of of beating a lot of teams in that district, uh, um, uh, and you know, not knowing what was going on with Brentwood, I don't know if they were missing anybody or anything like that. Uh, and you, uh, that's always a question here in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but that's a that's a big win, especially on the road. And I think as the season progresses and you start getting down toward you know, district tournament and district seating and that kind of thing, that's that's really going to loom large for the Lady Raiders, I think. Yeah, you know, like you said, it was Prairie Stedman had 13, Sierra had 12, and, you know, Cole Alderson had seven. They don't they don't get a lot of scoring out of one person. It's I mean, they're pretty well balanced. It's And, and even at the Class 3A level, if you've got a balanced scoring attack, you are – dangerous because it's highly unlikely that a team has three players who can guard three scorers. And yeah. They love to shoot the three in transition if the the practices that I've been to are any indication. I've not mm. seen them play a game yet, but they they love to shoot the three in transition. So it, perimeter wise they're 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 definitely at least giving themselves looks, which is forcing the defense to at least you know, contest the shot. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I um, personnel-wise, I really like the makeup of that team. Like you said, with Cat Carter out there running things, multi-sport athlete, Jacksonville State softball signee, but she was also what all, all district in volleyball, and she just, she just plays. She's just a tough nut, and. Um, that's kind of what you need at that point guard position in particular. And so with her and then, can't say it enough, the Stedman sisters, who are both homeschoolers, it's a very um, right. unique situation there. Um, but but they are both dangerous. And, and again, from block to block, Cole Allerson is, is a tough matchup down there. So I, I look forward to continuing to see good things out of them as we get back into you know deep into 11 triple a play yeah um real quick I, we, we don't typically do a lot of uh, you know local college stuff in this first segment but since it is local college we might as well tell you about a couple of local standouts who helped their team get a win last night Mm-hmm. Um, Lewisburg native uh, KJ Jackson Johnson Johnson I'm sorry Johnson. KJ Jackson is the the football player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, You're close. Uh, and, uh, You're close. Yeah, KJ Johnson had 25 points for Lipscomb last night as they get a 93 to 72 win over Freed Hardeman. As uh, Mo gets a phone call this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and 
uh, and and former Columbia Academy standout Carson Carey was. Uh, listen, man, this is impressive. Johnson was ten of twelve from the floor, three of three from behind the arc. Carson Carey was five of seven from the floor, four of six from behind the arc for his fourteen points. As a team, the Bison hit eighteen of thirty-one threes for a fifty-eight point one percent shooting percentage from behind the arc. That's incredible. I'm going to correct you real quick. They are the Bison's plural. That's I know that I know that Bison. I, I know Bison is both. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it is over there. <laughs> yeah, that just like Santa Fe is a thing out there. I'm telling you, they are the bison. You can't just make up words. <laughs> they can and they have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think we just I think we just need to start um, a hashtag campaign for Carson Carey. Hashtag pay the man. He is a walk on. <laughs> a walk on. Is he a preferred walk on or is there such a thing? I don't even know if there's a thing in basketball. I don't know if there's a preferred walk-on in basketball, but I do believe if there was one, he would be one. I believe he was an invited walk-on, and he has far outperformed the value of his, quote, contract to this point. So, Let me tell you, they they posted a video of him getting a swipe and dunk Mm -hmm. on their Twitter, and, dude, I mean – he gets down the floor quick, and he gets up quick. It, there, there's no defending that. If if he gets on a breakaway, you can forget it because you're not going to catch him. He's got some lift, man. He's he's fun to watch. I um, really enjoy watching him when he was at Columbia Academy, and obviously he's continued that um, at the collegiate level at Lipscomb University. So, and this well. This afternoon, you'll get a Belmont girls game as they the Belmont women's ho- women host Murray State at twelve o'clock, and the men host uh, the Racers at six p.m. Both of those games are at the Curb Event Center. Uh, the Murray Belmont is on ESPNU tonight with uh, with Roy Philpot and Mark Wise on the call. That's um, that's a big game in the OVC. I mean, it, Belmont it is and Murray, the game. You you. Typically see those two up in Evansville at the Ford Arena, typically on a Saturday night because that's championship night. So the last this could be a preview. These, yeah, the last two time these last time these two teams played. Man, I'm tongue tied this morning since you said Bison's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Belmont got a 76-75 win in the 2020 OVC Championship game. Uh, so Belmont on the the winning end of the last time they played and uh they've got a freshman over there who is fantastic jacoby wood had a team high 18 points in their win over evansville last week and he was named ovc's freshman of the week hey they've got two freshmen over there who are fantastic because luke jones is another really good one for them so casey alexander is reloading over at belmont and J- Jacoby Wood was was he a Mister Basketball finalist or Mister Foot? I want to say he was he was a finalist for some kind of because I mean I, I remember his name from Cleveland. Yeah, I believe he was a Mister Basketball finalist, if not the winner. I'm not sure. He, um, yeah, he may have been the winner. everything got 
things got a little hectic in March. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, and, slightly. Uh, the Bruins also have local flavor from Grayson Murphy, who is an Independence graduate. So one of the top rebounding guards in the country. Yeah, nine nine a game. Dude's solid. Uh, he, he gets a lot of rebounds. That's that's un, unusual. So anyway, I, this has been a long segment, but uh, we took a break early, so we thought we'd just buzz right through to our third hey. segment where we will visit with Katie Embry from Summertown on uh, Coach's Corner. How's that? Sounds good. Let's Does do it. Sound it. good to you? Sounds good to me. Let's do um, it. Also, just FYI, tonight in Music City, you can catch TSU, the Tigers. They host APSU, Austin P. Uh, that'll be a good one, too, in the OVC. So, a lot of local basketball to see today. If you want to, it's available. Uh, you don't have to look too hard. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Summertown girls coach Katie Embry as she prepares to take her team over to the State Farm Classic at Riverdale and host Knox or play Knoxville Webb at 4 o'clock today. So when we come back, we'll talk to her about that one and uh, the rest of her season to this point uh, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. 16 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour. And we welcome you back into this Wednesday edition of our show, which is the last edition of the week, by the way, as we will not be with you tomorrow on New Year's Eve or Friday, New Year's Day. Uh, but we will be back with you Monday, January 4th. And we are excited about the new year. New year, new us. That's right. <laughs> Everyone hates the new year, new me. So I just, I'm, I'm a super troll sometimes. I like to troll folks. Uh, stop no, saying you. that. That's dumb. Not yeah, you. maybe. Not me. I, I don't troll anybody. I'm just kidding. You would never do a thing like that. No. Um, <laughs> but... Before we get out of here to our our families, we got to visit with a coach because we always visit with a coach every week on Coach's That's Corner. What we do. And Coach's Corner is brought to you every week 
by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. That's in Tennessee, not North Carolina, for those folks who are curious. <laughs> they are located at 4384 Nashville Highway uh, next to The Gym. I don't even know if it has a name. I think it's just called The Gym. In Chapel Hill, that probably works. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, but I knew you were going to, so I just let you go. The Gym. <laughs> oh, man. And and apparently a a, um, a moving coffee cart. <laughs> Like one of those little travel trailers that sell coffee, we, we parked next to it last time we were there. But uh, yeah, you can you can visit them forty three eighty four Nashville Highway in Chapel Hill. Give them a call nine three one three six four forty seven eleven. Find them on Facebook because you can see their their uh, menu online menu there on Facebook. So delicious food, definitely give it a shot because it's. Uh, it's worth the drive if I'd you're agree. not from that area. So, yeah. but from the heart, Renee Hart uh, brings you this week Summertown girls basketball coach Katie Embry. Coach, welcome in. Hey, good morning. Hey, coach. Appreciate you joining us after um, a busy Tuesday night, a productive Tuesday night. Sixty-one twenty-nine win last night against visiting Lipscomb Academy pushes y'all's record, if I'm accurate on this, to eleven and three. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congr- it sure is. Well, congratulations on eleven wins, but more so, congratulations on fourteen games. I mean, um, <laughs> six and a That's um, that's pretty amazing. Um, I seriously, hats off to you guys for being as flexible as anybody has been throughout this um, pandemic, uh, 14, well, I appreciate games, that. 14 games approaching New Year's, and you got one today over at Riverdale against Knoxville Webb. And Correct. it looks like as I look at your schedule, as much of a key as anything has been, you guys have been willing to play anybody. Yes, sir, we have. Uh, but it's like you said, you have to be flexible. And that also is hats off to my girls. I trust them and I believe in their abilities and what they can do against anybody in the state. So when you have a, a squad like that, you don't mind testing them and, you know, and see what they, see what they can compete against. And, and clearly that's, that's been backed up again, 11 and three. Those three losses were to Stewart's Creek at Stewart's Creek. Yes, sir. Um, to, to Oakland, 56-51, and to Coffee County up at Portland, 41-36. And if, there's a, um, if you're picking up on a theme there, all three of those losses were to AAA competition. Summertown, it's a Class A program. Correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, again, willing to play anybody. Right. Well, Coach, I mean, when, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Now, go ahead. When, when you came into this year, I mean, you knew you had a solid program and a, and a bunch of girls that you liked as far as their ability. So, when you were seeking out scheduling these these classics and tournaments, is that what you were looking for? Is something that would test them early in the year? Uh, yes, sir, it sure was. Um, you know, originally before everything was shut down and we couldn't travel, um, we were supposed to go into White County and we would have played White County, Clark Range, 
um, not a thing making county. So going in, I knew that I really wanted to push these girls and test these girls uh, to play against top-notch competition who could um, who could really guard us and, and make us have to adjust and play at a higher level. And so that's something I knew going in with four seniors and a junior who are starting now um, with another six kids off the bench that play and give minutes and contribute. I knew we had the depth. I knew we had the leadership. I knew we had the ability to go and compete with just about anybody in the state. And, you know, it, it's almost a lost approach in coaching these days in in early season in particular. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you get beat. But it, it would seem like even in those situations, you're going to take something with you that's going to get you ready for for games that matter. Well, and I think it also – my administration is super supportive of me and of my girls and of our programs and really allowing me to schedule where I need to, schedule who we need to schedule. And they, you know, they're former coaches themselves, and so they see the silver lining in when we play these 3A schools. They know what I'm trying to do with my program, and so they get it. And having an administration that gets it and is super supportive of what you're doing just kind of allows you as a coach to relax and not focus on the wins and losses. It focuses, it helps you focus on the end goal. Um, and for these girls, we've been competing and going for three years. Um, you know, I've had the senior group since they were sophomores. I had Katie Burdett, who's our, our post in the middle, since she was a freshman. Ainsley Burleson, who leads the area in three-point makes. She was an eighth grader when I had her starting. So, I mean, I've had these girls for a while. In year three, I've always said year three makes such a huge difference in your program because the girls know what you expect, what you're looking for, what expectations matter, how we do things defensively. Um, they just get it. And it's, and it's like I've said on our radio broadcast, it's a beautiful thing to watch these girls play together because it's fun to see them pass the ball, share the ball, defend like crazy. Um, it's just a really fun group to watch. And if you haven't had a chance, you really should come watch them. I have had a chance. And um, the thing that I like about this team most and there's a lot to like but the thing i like most about this team is when you have to have a basket when you have to run a half court set katie burdett is down there on the block and if you let her get it then she's either going to score a field goal or she's going to knock down two free throws i mean she's she's money down there and i would think as a coach and as a point guard that's that's a fantastic thing to have right there well, I will say two of our losses occurred when we didn't have our point guard. Not making any excuses whatsoever, but we did not have Jenna Brazier for two of our losses. And Kay Burdett will tell you, Jenna Brazier knows how to find her. Mm -hmm. She knows how to give her the ball, knows how to find her, knows what she's looking for. She pass fakes. She knows how to set Katie Burdett up. And Katie will tell you, um, she missed having Jenna those couple of weeks when Jenna was out uh, sick. And so having Jenna back is, you know, such a huge thing for Katie and our offenses um, and how we do things offensively, especially. But you know as well as I do, I, I've got three kids averaging 11. I've got another kid averaging eight. Um, I've got Ainsley Burleson, who is just an unbelievable shooter. Um, I mean, just 
on, she she can hit from anywhere. And so watching her confidence build, and then you've got other kids coming off the bench. i uh, got two freshmen coming off playing major minutes and Rue, Rue Campbell and Emily Brazier. I mean, I could just keep going and going. And when you have a team that has this many kids, it's 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 so hard to talk about all of them. And you're just, you know, you're proud of all of them because of what they contribute. But it also, in practice, allows us to really get after each other five versus five. Um, and when you have that kind of competition with your second group and your first group, you can really improve and get better at practice. And so it's, it's just been a really fun year. We're visiting with Katie Embry, coach of the Summertown girls basketball team here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Restaurant out in Chapel Hill. Be sure and drop through there and get you a burger and read a book. Um, Summertown averaging 61 points per game through this 11-3 and three start. And, and I would think, Coach, that once you get past this game today against Knoxville Central, I'm sorry, against Knoxville Webb, I don't want to say the, the the schedule gets easier, but you're not going to see. <laughs> not easier you know, when Loretto's looming. <laughs> but, you know, that's a fun but, but game. I mean, that's, you, that's just a fun game. You're not going to see across the board the type talent that you run into against a Coffee County or an Oakland or, or, you know, some of the folks you played in the first half of the season. I think the biggest difference is, you know, when you even talk about Loretta, you know, Carly Weathers is such a great player and the role kids know, you know, they know what their job is. But when you're playing these big schools, one through five, they are physical. They all know what they're about. They know how to shoot. They can, I mean, they're all scoring at such a high level. Um, and so when you're playing kids one through five that can really, you know, do what they're supposed to do offensively and defensively, and then you go back into, you know, single A, where you've got kids that may not be specializing in just basketball and they're playing other sports, you're going you're going to be able to um, you know focus in on one or two of their better players and you know, kind of expose them because we've got ten or eleven. And so you know we've got one open date. We're looking at filling it. Um, I'm not sure if we're what direction we'll go with filling it. Um, and then we start our district play and we'll kind of get into a routine of hopefully Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. Um, and so I know my, my fam or my parents and my players will look forward to that routine instead of constantly on the fly trying to schedule games <laughs> like we have been. Um, but it'll be nice to get back because the girls have asked me, have we played any single A teams in a while? And I'm like, no, no, we haven't. And so it'll be nice to kind of get back, um, and seeing competition that is what we'll see day to day. It's good. You, you know, with, with district play coming up next, Obviously, in the next month, uh, you open with with Perry County at home. Is that correct mm-hmm. on January eighth? We do. So you do sure have do. that Tuesday available. Is that what you're? We do. Uh, um, I want to mm-hmm. say our. You know, we only have one gym in in Summertown, so we share it with our right. junior high our junior high team. I think our junior high team has a game on that Tuesday, so we would probably gotcha. look for that Monday. Gotcha. It's probably well, what we would be looking for. As you prepare for district play and get get your team ready it, obviously playing these these tougher teams earlier in the year once you start playing district does that change anything i mean it, does it does it change the level of your your team or are they playing against their standard rather than against their opponent 
you know, these girls have such a high standard of themselves. They're what they expect of themselves and, the, and their competitiveness. I don't think they would allow themselves to drop. Um, when you have somebody like Kaylee Campbell, who you have seen battle back from different injuries and, you know, he lost her last year to an ACL. And you have somebody like her and Haley Jones who have been at Summertown forever and all they know how to do is win and they know what it takes to win. They just, they just, they're not going to let anybody stop them or prevent them and they're going to drag everybody with them to make sure they stay at a high level. Um, and that's just your senior leadership that has been building for several years and now they're really, you know, they're leading. It's a, it is a, it is a, a player led team. I mean, they set the tone. They set the expectation. They know. Um, there was one day I think I was on the phone with somebody, and I come out, and they're already at practice running drills, doing stuff that they need to do to get ready that they know I would have them do. Um, it's just it's it's crazy watching these kids grow grow into you know young women. And so for me, I don't even have to really yell at them a whole lot. I mean, I can, but I don't <laughs> have to because when I say hey who missed that block out and you've got a sophomore that raises her hand and says, I missed it. That is my fault. I won't let that happen again. I mean, you, you know, your culture is going in the right direction. Coach, we're about 30 seconds from having to get out. Um, visiting uh-huh. with summertime, summertime girls coach Katie Embry, but coach, I wanted to ask you, you know, the success of the volleyball team, the success of the softball team, the golf team, um, Tennis. How much does that mean to Summertown basketball? Tennis, yeah. What does that mean to Summertown girls basketball? Well, all these athletes, they all play these sports. Out of my starting five, you've got one state champion golfer in Kaylee. You've got four volleyball kids who all played and started for the last two years. I mean, these kids know how to win. You'll find coaches say, well, my kid, my, my players don't know how to close it. They just, they, they're winning, but they don't know how to close it. Um, and these girls know how to close. It makes a big difference in Class 1A basketball, Coach. I think so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are excited about the rest of this season. It, it is going to be um, a lot of fun. And, of course, we're all circling Tuesday, January 19th. And, uh, now, it look, may be I'm a, not sure. It may, be, <laughs> it may be on Monday the 18th. Hey, well, you need to let, let us know. know. <laughs> let me let y'all know that. The reason why is because, okay, I know we're over time, but the reason why we may be playing the 18th, depending on, um, you know, what Tito's play says about fans, mm. we may be playing at Lawrence County, Lawrence County. To, get more, to get more fans in, but unless Tito's play relaxes, you know, what they've got going, the regulations on fans, we may be back at our place, so... Y'all are going to have to kind of give us a week or so and let us kind of talk with Loretta and see, do we want to play at Lawrence County with the fans being so limited or do we want to play at our own facility? So we're going to have to kind of talk to each other, go through administration and see what we want to do there. Here's uh, like the plan. I said, let us know. Here, here's me, the plan, I will let Coach. y'all know. All right, here's the plan. Here's the plan. Take, take live feed, put it on a projection at the football stadium, and just let folks <laughs> – Sit outside and watch it on TV. Well, sell them hot chocolate and coffee. Sell them hot chocolate, coffee. It don't matter. They won't care. <laughs> Tell them to bring a blanket. It'd be fine. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. And they'll show up. That's fine. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, man. Well, Coach, thank thanks you all so for much. having me. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, you, you're fantastic. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck today against Knoxville Webb. They have a game, the, the Lady Eagles, at 4 o'clock today over at Riverdale in the State Farm Classic in Murfreesboro. Uh, that is Coach Katie Embry of Summertown. And she is on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe, located in Chapel Hill at 4384 Nashville Highway. Make sure to get by there and see Renee and the folks over there. Grab you a book, grab you a burger. It's gonna, it's it's delicious. I promise. All right, that is it for our number one here on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we come back, we'll talk college, we'll talk pro, we'll talk wild and wacky, as it is Wednesday. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. All the weirdest news from around the world, right here. But again. This is our last show of the week, so we got to talk Titans as they prepare for the division championship game against Houston. And we've got bowl games today, and there's a really good one. So excited to talk about that. We'll be right back here on WKOM 1017 FM. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP Plant with you here. Eight minutes past the 10 o'clock hour as we get ready to wind down the second hour of our Hump Day show, which is not a Hump Day show because yesterday was, as today is the final show of 2020. And it's been a good show. It, it has been. The anti-2020. Once we got started. You know, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. I'm just saying. You gotta... You never know, man. You never know. 2020 is... It has been... A lot of things. It's been a lot of things. I, I mean... I've seen this going around and I don't love it. And I don't know I don't love that next year is twenty twenty one. Yeah. It will not win. I refuse. <laughs> it, it's it's an awful thought. <laughs> but by the way, real quick guys, before we leave the conversation of twenty twenty, um I've got a uh, something you guys need to watch. I don't know if you heard um uh, TSL earlier in the week, but uh, there's a show that came out on Netflix. Um, I believe it came out uh, all, over the weekend, and it's called Death to 2020. It's from the with the female comedians. Uh, there no? no, there are a couple, but I I don't think that's what you're talking about. It's from the uh, creators uh, Black Mirror. 
I don't know if you're familiar with their work or not, but uh, it is a fantastic Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, there's a great cast of characters that portray fictional like news anchors, historians, uh, and it's a mockumentary, if you will, based gotcha. on you know real events. Um, and uh, it's 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 a fantastic. Lawrence Fishburne narrates. Yes, yes. So it's it, trust me. Take the one hour and ten minutes to watch it. Uh, we watched it twice already. It's that good. So <laughs> wow. death, death to twenty twenty on Netflix. Hmm. Got it. All right. I w- I will definitely pay attention to that. Hey, we're about to talk about the NFL, the National Football League which boasts 69 of the top 100 most-watched TV broadcasts of 2020. But people aren't watching football. (laughs) Yeah, that boycott just gets better every year, doesn't it? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. 69 of the top 100 most viewed telecasts? TV broadcasts, period. TV. So not just sports, but everything, everything, anything that's on TV, anything that's on TV of the top 100, any things that are on TV, 69 of them were NFL football games. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let that wash over you, Mo. That, that <laughs> keep boycotting says Goodell. <laughs> right. If this is boycotting, boy, I'd hate to see you watch it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man. Oh, the the, the first um, the first sporting event that wasn't football <laughs> was number one fourteen. It wasn't even in the top one hundred, and it was Game Six of the World Series. So again, football. I'm sorry. That was a a, a first, it says first. It says first sporting event, but that's that wasn't football. I guess it's that wasn't foot. No other sport. Okay, there you yeah, go. Non football. The next college, the first non college football sport. is yeah. College football was 18th with uh, the the national championship game, drawing 25.6 million. Rose Bowl sixty six that sixteen point three million and the Citrus Bowl was ninety six with fourteen million. Um, so sixty nine of the top seventy two sporting events were NFL and sixty nine of the top one hundred telecasts were NFL. No, no, college football is in the top one hundred telecasts as well. Okay, so they're just they're, that was all in there. Um, the Number so here's the the breakdown: football, NFL, and college had seventy two, presidential mm-hmm. election slash news programs eighteen, reality competition and game shows four, award shows three, parades and concerts two, and scripted series one. I wonder what that one scripted series was. I bet they know. <laughs> Did Game of uh, Thrones end? Was it twenty twenty? NCIS. Oh wow. Mm. The March 31st episode of NCIS drew 13.6 million viewers. Is that when uh, What's-Her-Name came back? I have no idea, but that's that's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> and a Goodness. random show for, like, I mean, I love NCIS. We we watch it sometimes when we're, like, trying to go to sleep, but that's... 
<laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Well, I mean, like, we just we turn it on and just kind of watch it until we fall asleep. I mean, not like it puts us to sleep. <laughs> it's just one of those shows that, that it's kind of casual viewing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as long as you pay attention to the first three minutes and the last three minutes, you get the running storyline. There you go. I mean, that's all you got to do. There you go. Oh, man. But, yeah, so NFL, crazy. Um, and this weekend in the NFL, huge weekend for the Tennessee Titans, who could finish as high as third in the AFC standings or not make the playoffs at all. Could pack it up in a year and, that they're taking seven teams. And they won ten games. More teams – more wins still may not make it. Wow. JP said he had the uh, the playoff scenarios dialed up, but now I can't see JP, so I don't even know if he's here. You can't see uh, him. He's here. I'm here. I can see him. Yeah. Oh, I, I see, can see you. Him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there will be a double-digit team to not make the playoffs because the uh, everybody that is yet to clinch in the AFC – all have ten, 10, wins. 10 wins. And four through eight right now, and they're all ten and five, by the way. Me, so there me are five Washington teams. Washington and Dallas. Yeah. The, <laughs> in the NFC, you've got uh, the NFC East. But, um, yeah, the, the AFC is, uh, is going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of shuffling going on and a ton of scenarios uh, depending on your uh, team that you follow. Well, why don't you tell you us the hear Tennessee those? Titans? All right. <laughs> let's, okay. see, let's hear the Titans ones because right. that's all I really care about. Uh, well, basically, it's easy for the Titans, though. For if the they division. win, they're the AFC yes. South champs. Yeah, it is real simple. They uh, they win. They are the AFC South division champs. They get the four seed. They cannot get the three. So they win. Oh, they they're can't. champs. I don't believe so. They're No, they're two games back of the three. And, uh, Who is the three? Kansas Pitt- City one, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. two. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's three. Yep. So who's two? Buffalo. Two. Buffalo is two right now. Yep. Buffalo oh. is two. Um, they're twelve and three. Pittsburgh is three at twelve and three. Uh, okay. So the Titans cannot get into the three spot, or excuse me, yeah, the, the the three spot because they're two games behind with one game to play. Right. So a win, and they're in at the four, and they're hosting a playoff game, and they are division champs. Now uh, a loss. Uh, for the Titans, and in Indianapolis win, the Colts are the division champs, and then the Titans will need some help, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, uh, now, hang on. Before you go any further, though, uh-huh. a Titans loss and an Indy loss, that the it, Titans are still four. Uh, still yes. No. Champs. Yes. Yes. Are, yes. Are they, oh, that's right. Yeah, because they'd be a champion. Yep. Sorry. Here, mm-hmm. Tennessee wins their, their, their division champs. Indy loses their division champs, regardless of what the Titans do. And then if they both tie, Titans are the champs. Now, here's to clinch a playoff berth for the Titans. If Baltimore loses, Titans are in. And um, all of these teams that Tennessee will be paying attention to to clinch a playoff berth all play in the noon window while the Titans and Colts play in the 325 the the afternoon window so the Titans could uh, know whether they're in or not before they even kick off now the division will obviously be determined how the Colts and the Titans play 
But uh, here are the Titans to clinch a playoff berth. The Baltimore loss, a Miami loss, a Tennessee. Now, who do they play? Who do uh, each of them play? Baltimore, Baltimore plays, plays uh, Cleveland. Uh, uh, no, Baltimore plays, uh, hang on one second. Doo-doo-doo. Cincinnati? Uh, I believe that's correct. Uh, Baltimore plays at Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, Cleveland hosts Pittsburgh. Miami is at Buffalo. Uh, and those are the teams that the Titans are paying attention to per the scenarios. So Baltimore, a loss, Titans are in. A Miami loss, the Titans are in. A Tennessee tie and a Cleveland loss, the Titans are in. A Tennessee tie and a Miami tie, the Titans are in. And a Tennessee tie and a Baltimore tie, the Titans are in. <laughs> sure. Clean it, the cleanest thing is if when? the Titans go out at 325 and defeat Houston at Houston, they are the AFC South champ. They are the number four seed. They host an opening round playoff game. That's right. And then and they don't really need to be worried about anything else. That is correct. If you If fans do want to... Uh, look at something in that noon window. Uh, take a look at the Ravens game, at the Bengals, and the Dolphins game, at the Bills. And if either of those lose, Titans are guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, regardless of what happens in the afternoon. So if you want to pay attention in the noon window to have something to occupy your your time, that's what but you can focus But if they all on. win and the Colts win and the Titans lose, the Titans are out. That is um, that is accurate. I mean, yes. That just imagine if they all win, <laughs> and you're and, and you, at that point, you know, that's the that's the time in which you might see Derrick Henry run forty times for two hundred and twenty three yards and get the two thousand mark. If they're already in the playoffs, I don't know that you see that happen. Does that make sense? Well, if I think whether they're in the playoffs or not, they're going to play for an AFC South championship. And so I, I think that's the only mindset is winning, winning the South and clinching a home game. And, and, and I think that's, I think there's value in that regardless of whether they know that they're in before kickoff or not. I think you want to play at home whenever the possibility exists. Now, if if that was not on the table, if that was not an option, then that might alter their thinking. But I think as long as they're playing for home field for at least one, even for one game, I think that's going to dictate, you know, how they their their approach. I'd hope. I'd hope playing at home means something. You know, maybe it doesn't. In the middle of a pandemic, when you're not going to have, you know, sixty-eight thousand folks in the stadium or whatever, I don't know, but I would like to think that playing at home would still mean something. As long as you're not playing in Green Bay, apparently. <laughs> but bottom line, to your point, uh, Chris, uh, you're correct. If if Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland all win, hmm. um, and Tennessee loses, and Tennessee loses, um. If the Colts lose, the Titans are still the division champs. So if right. you, there are two, I believe, two scenarios where the Titans do not make the playoffs. Um, 
that is if Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, uh, well, there's really only one. All four of those teams yeah. have to win, and all the Titans. Have to win. All four have to win, and the Titans lose. Mm-hmm. That's the that, only that, scenario the Titans do not make the playoffs if all four of those win and the Titans lose. It's not out of the realm of possibility that oh, they no. will all win. No. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> that being said, the Tennessee Titans are playing the Houston Texans, and I I personally believe that we've just got Houston's number. Now that it's looking like they're going to be without a couple offensive linemen and Deshaun Watson's hand is hurt. I've Who is their here, backup? Uh, A.J. McCarron. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Where's so, Brent Musburger when you need him? Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's um, – I've, I've seen weirder things happen in the National Football League, but my the last two times that Derrick Henry has played the uh, Houston Texans, he's ran for over 200 yards in both of his last two appearances against them. So 2,000 ain't out of the question, boys. The he last just needs time, as, as you pointed out during the break, though, Chris, the last time – the Titans faced a team that was missing its two two of its starting offensive line, and things didn't go so well. Yeah, well, Joe Burrow ain't walking through that door, and neither is Deshaun Watson. N- neither is Deshaun of. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> that we know yeah. of. I mean, he may be. I mean, we don't know. Just like with, um, was it, is it Allen who, no, golf. Golf dislocated mm-hmm. his thumb on, on Sunday. Broke so. his thumb, sounds oh. like. I had heard dislocated, but it may be broken. Yeah, I think they were saying dislocated Sunday. It, it, maybe he broke it overnight. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they're saying broken now. Mm, so, that's tough. But hate to see it. My guess is the Titans should win on Sunday. Now, whether they do or not is I, I'm not making any predictions on the Titans anymore because, especially when other teams are playing with backups. Lord knows, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So Titans need to win. They'll be AFC champions for the first time since about 200 BC. Um, AFC South champions. I'm sorry. They'll be AFC South champions since the first time since 2000 or 200 BC. <laughs> and uh, it's. I don't know, man. I, I'm just – I'm worried. Like, I'm nervous. I, I get nervous in these type of situations. Like, as a fan, I'm just like, man, you know, we really need to win this game. But how can – you know, there's so many ways that things can go wrong. So Here's um, what's crazy. This team is 10-5 and five going into the final weekend of the season. They're going to Houston to play for an AFC South championship. And I feel less comfortable with this team right now than I did with that team last year that finished 9-7 and seven and wound up playing for a Super Bowl berth. Well, the defense was just playing so well. And this defense is just not very good. Now, offensively, in a fair-weather situation, not many people better. But Are we just chalking up Tannehill's subpar performance Sunday night to bad weather? I, I think so. I, I think when you're talking about your hands being cold and it's it's really difficult to play football in cold weather when you're not used to it. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Tannehill doesn't wear gloves, too. 
Yeah. There, there's some of those, you know, you see Brady wears a, a glove on that offhand. You know, obviously, nobody wears a glove on their throwing hand, but um, it, it, there could be something to it. I, I, I don't know. It was windy. Um, there, were, there were a lot of factors. It, well, Green, Green also, Bay's good. Green Bay's good. Oh, also. yeah, Green Bay's good. Green Bay is good, and the weather was tough, and they didn't play well. And I think they have to own some of that in addition to the weather and the Packers. But Derek wasn't getting four, five, six yards of carry either. I think the offensive line really got exposed Sunday night. They did, and and that may be the biggest issue that we're not talking about is the offensive line. So, again, it was cold. They're not used to it. I understand it. I'm not – I'm just going to say it's an outlier and be done with it. Well, that's fine if you want to say it's an outlier, but I'm I'm going to say that, you know, week 16 isn't when you want to see issues like you saw crop up. I really don't care un- <laughs> unless <laughs> unless we're going to be playing in snow in the AFC Championship game, which I don't think we will be. Well, Pittsburgh – Potentially, Kansas City, potentially, Buffalo, Buffalo potentially, potentially. If you look at the teams ahead of the Titans that you would have to travel to. So, yes, there is a very good chance of snow. And and I've been to Kansas City that time of year, and invariably there is uh-huh. snow. So, or Sometimes. even worse, ice. <laughs> yeah. So Could be. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They'll be wearing white jerseys and navy britches. So, hmm. They just announced that. That's that's uh, a that's a good that's ago. the good road look. I like that. Solid road look. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk college football. We've got um, got a couple bowl games to talk about today, and much more. No, probably not. Uh, mostly just bowl uh, games. We can reflect on twenty twenty two. It's our last show of the year. And it is our last show of the year, and it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we've got all of those things. Wild and Wacky Year of 2020. Those are kind hey, of uh, rolled into SEC one. SEC basketball that we might want to take a look at tonight? Yeah, we, we may go over our schedule, sure. All right, then. Alabama Let's actually played last night. Alabama Ole Miss right here on WK. They did. Mm-hmm. They did, and Alabama got the win. So there you go. All right, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195.
Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are talking 2020 this morning as it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and all year has been wild and wacky. I don't know about y'all, but I've had a wild and wacky one myself. I think uh, I think this year is going to go down as the the outlier, as we were just talking about. Hopefully, the oddity. We don't see uh, anything like this again. Well, it wasn't all bad. Um, no, it I, wasn't. I'm going to uh, take out of 2020, the year that this show began. It's a. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a positive that <laughs> you don't sound as excited as I am. <laughs> well, I mean well, it was born kidding. out of obviously it's, born out of necessity. Well, yeah, it was. It's one of those lemons lemonade out of lemon yeah. deals or something else. Speaking of, as I sip on my lemon water this morning, there you go. Can you taste it, dude? I, I can. I can taste pretty much um, anything citrus, and last night I was able to taste some of the. Uh, it, we had the the taco meat on top of like home fry potatoes, like we slice the potatoes in circles, hmm. and then fry them up, and then put taco meat, cheese, and sour cream on top of it. It's like homemade nachos. I like that. But with potatoes instead of like corn tortillas or anything. I, I like that. Oh, it's it's it it is a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Game changer. Now, shredded cheese or, or oh, yeah. cheese sauce. No, no. Shredded cheese. Uh it it I mean, when you put it on there, it, it melts pretty quick, so no, I don't I don't really like cheese sauce necessarily mm-hmm. unless it's queso. What if you did it with sausage instead of taco meat? Mm. You could do that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I get heartburn enough with taco seasoning, so <laughs> 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 maybe maybe we don't do the sausage. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I have I have gradually gotten a tiny bit of taste back. I I could taste a little bit of my uh, my my toothpaste this morning, so. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Next week or two, I feel like I'll be good to go. Okay, you'll be ready for some of that some of that straight edge here in about another week or so. Huh? Oh, I would love some of it. Matter of fact, I haven't even I haven't even had the larceny barrel proof that I picked up on the way home yet. <laughs> well, forgot it was in my bag. It would be a waste right now, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to open it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> We uh we talked yesterday about the the Alamo Bowl and the Cheese It Bowl, and just gonna rub it in your face for a little bit that yeah. that, that that Oklahoma State won. Um, although it was a good good ball game, really. Miami good ball made game. it close late though, but early yeah. on, <laughs> it didn't look like it was gonna be close. Did it? Twenty one no. point first quarter. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Oklahoma State might actually not punt. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it didn't hurt that the Eric King got hurt. Yeah, and that, that's going to be interesting to see how that changes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Meanwhile, I mean, in the in the other game, <laughs> that, that was yeah. I guess Texas was excited to be there. They they were there, for the show. <laughs> um, and you know, I I was really impressed with you know, um, Casey Thompson, the backup QB, the backup quarterback who just absolutely looked dynamite in this one. And I don't I don't remember who it was. Number two, uh, is that Rashawn Johnson? He uh, he had that that incredible run where he broke about seventeen tackles. Did y'all see it? it was I, I did not. Oh my gosh, it was insane! I saw it this morning on Twitter, and I'm just like, somebody said. Um, personal foul unnecessary roughness on number two on the offense <laughs> because i mean he was just pushing people out of it was insane so uh i guess texas wanted to be there and good for them because you know getting a bowl win is always a good way to start off unless you're tennessee um <laughs> hey let's flip back to the titans real quick because i just okay. saw a um John Glennon tweet that's actually from yesterday. Um, punter Brent Curran went on the COVID-19 reserve list yesterday. Um, kicker Steven Goskowski went on said list Monday. So yeah. they are looking at being without both Curran and Goskowski when they go to Houston. I like what Teresa Walker said. Just don't kick. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Thanks. Score score touchdowns. Don't kick. Well, score touchdowns. For, fortunately, Vrabel seems to listen to Teresa. Hey. We, so maybe he'll take that under consideration. Um what's uh what's the, the academy out in Arkansas that Ravenwood played? Oh, Pulaski. There it is. Pulaski yeah. Academy. Don't punt. Just don't just, just don't punt. Just let them go, e- boys. Just either score or go for it on fourth down. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, to, today's bowl games include um, nothing. I thought nothing. there was a bowl game today. There are two games today. Well, did not according to our favorite people. Hmm. Well, go and ahead and tell go. us what they are. What you got sure. uh, it is it is at uh, right when we get off the air at eleven. It'll on ESPN. It'll be Wake Forest and Wisconsin. And then be, um, that's an interesting yeah. matchup. And then tonight at seven is Florida, Oklahoma, and the Cotton Bowl. There that's what go. I thought. I thought that game was tonight. What do you guys think about the uh, the Florida, Oklahoma game? By the way, you, oh. you, if you remember, sorry to interrupt you, Mo, but if you remember yesterday as we were talking about this, how the line had opened up in th- minus three Florida as of yesterday, minus three Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know where it sits right now? Minus, Minus seven. Oklahoma. Touchdown favorite. Yep. Oh, you is a touchdown favorite, folks. I, I think they'll cover. I think Florida covers. I think Oklahoma covers. I think Florida covers. Um, they're pretty good on defense, and you never. It just depends on you know which quarterback shows up for Oklahoma. Well, the thing is. Again, Rattler started out rough, 
but I think he's been pretty consistently solid down the stretch. And we don't know who Trask is going to throw it to. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying that Rattler didn't look so great in the second half of that Big 12 championship game either. So, it was against Iowa State. I know. I, 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 mean, I, I would think Florida's, Florida's defense is a little better than Iowa State. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. That, that, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a reasonable thought. I mean, you know, they did give up like 40 points to Louisiana, so. Yep. <laughs> There's that. I, I mean, I'm just saying that this game, I understand that Florida may not score. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure Oklahoma may. I don't, I don't know that Oklahoma will. I mean, yeah. unless uh, unless Oklahoma, which we know Oklahoma has SEC issues, you know. Hmm. So, so Chris, by what I'm hearing, then you, you would take the under sixty four and a half. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of points. No doubt. Ooh, I may actually do that. As <laughs> huh? Hmm. I hate that the uh, Music City Bowl isn't today. Yeah. That would that's always a good one. Um, I always like to get whatever little trinket they they give out to media. Man, it's sad. I remember going to um, covering the Citrus Bowl back in 96 and 97. This guy has a whole bag. Back then, I mean, they they really hooked you up. And and given what the media was getting, I don't know what the players were getting. (laughs) Actually, I did because I did an article on it once. They were really taking care of folks. I mean, the money was flowing and everything, and and everybody was benefiting from it. I mean, I went to the Music City Bowl about four years ago, I think, and I got a notepad cover. That was nice. So, Mo, yeah. what's which what's, I mean is beats a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah, still, that's true. You know. uh, what, what's been your the the best um, media swag bag at a bowl game that you've received? Well, like Chris said, I've got a um, I've got a duffel bag from the Citrus Bowl, and and it was it had you know lapel pins and like the commemorative coins that they flip and. Um, coupons for stuff around Orlando and different different little knickknacks, but it was all in a duffel bag that I'm still using. It's so appropriate. Twenty five years later, college football. That's so appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Insert the Pony Express. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Insert Dabo Sweeney, who was Alabama's back man for years. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you heard that right. Mm. <laughs> Let, don't get us sued for libel, Chris. We don't have the money. I mean, Dabo may be listening. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's not libel. Not, it's on the air. Today is slander today. Oh, my bad. Don't <laughs> get a suit for slander then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yes, so today's bowl games are Wake Forest, Wisconsin at 11. Uh, in just a few minutes here, and then Florida, Oklahoma tonight on ESPN. Uh, anything 
else? Oh, you said you wanted to talk. You wanted to go over the SEC basketball schedule because Alabama got a win on our sister station last night over Ole Miss, eighty-two sixty-four. They got uh, that win on, I'm sorry, on this on station. The, on this station, that's right. Come this. on now. Tennessee plays on the on, on the mother uh, station. Yeah, the mothership. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee goes to Missouri. It's their first venture outside of Thompson Bowling Arena this season. Um where they have won all six of their games to this point. So, Explain something to me. We got two <laughs> 8 o'clock tip-offs tonight. One, one game is on SEC Network. The other game is on ESPN2. Number 7 Tennessee versus number 12 Missouri is on SEC Network. Florida Vandy on ESPN2. Uh, basketball, and depending on the nights, SEC Network might have first dibs. I guess that's true. Uh, it's you know, or they like Florida better than they like Tennessee. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I've got a top twelve matchup, I'm probably going to take that one. Well, that's an opportunity for SEC Network to draw a big audience. No, I, absolutely, that that may be the case. I, I don't know. They may get Wednesday night, you know, dibs. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think they do because ESPN has dibs on Tuesday and on Thursday. Tuesday. Yeah, and they moved that. The past years they've had games on Thursdays too. That it, it was it was. I remember the years, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, SEC played on Saturday, and they played on Wednesday, and then there was a one Tuesday night ESPN game, Big Tuesday. I think it followed a Big Ten game, mm-hmm. but the best midweek game of the week was on ESPN and everybody else played on Wednesday. Right. Yep. Now they play on every every day possible. I don't think they're playing on Thursdays a whole lot. And I think Kevin Stallings might have had a little bit to do with that because it seemed like Vanderbilt wound up playing an inordinate amount of Thursday Saturday games and that was <laughs> the Saturday game was against Kentucky. <laughs> Typically, and I think he just kind of got tired of that. I can understand. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine that would be a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, tonight in the SEC action, Mississippi State travels to 7-0 and Georgia, by the way. Um, Arkansas, undefeated, 8-0, traveling down to the Plains. Uh, they actually play on ESPN2 before Florida Vandy at 6 p.m. So, there you go. Um, other games that we mentioned earlier, Belmont and uh, Murray, Austin P and Tennessee State are playing. Uh, the only matchup between two top two top twenty five teams is the Tennessee Missouri game. Uh, otherwise, not not much to talk about. Um, I don't see anything else that just catches my eye in college basketball action. So. Well, we'll be focusing on there's flipping a, back and yeah, forth between that, um, <laughs> between that Tennessee-Missouri game and the Florida-Oklahoma game, I'd imagine. Probably. Yeah. Um, and again, that Tennessee-Missouri game will be on our sister station, 103.7 FM WKRM. Pre-game starts at 7.30, 8 o'clock tip. There so. you go. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will come back and talk uh, about Wild and Wacky 2020. All of the things, Wild and Wacky. 
Um, and one one wild and wacky story that uh, comes from 2016 that I sent Mo earlier, and it, you know what? At this point, it's got to be. It, it, I just we got to talk about it. So we yeah, we got a, a yeah. really fun one for you. So stay tuned on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, along with Mo Patton, JP Plant, with you here on the wonderful Front Porch Radio. On this beautiful Wednesday, our final show of 2020, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to be out of 2020, but uh, excited for for what 2021 holds. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm just I'm I'm ready for the clock to roll over. Just, nice. I'd not agree. I'd not disagree. I'm about ready to be done with 2020. Um, as as JP did point out, it has had its good moments and and it has had its positives, but. On the whole, I'm ready to be done with it. What um, What was the most stressful part of 2020 for you guys? <laughs> Can you pick just one? Yeah, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Singular. No. The the unknown. I think um, the unknown of the the you know COVID, the symptoms. Uh, the unknown of do I have it? Am I carrying it? Uh, the unknown of am I going to work? Am I not? Uh, those I think for me that was uh, that's been the the roughest part is the unknown. You know, I mean, I got, personally, I got, yeah, I, I'm the same I, way. I, I, well, I got to be honest. I mean, I felt like I was knock on wood, doing what I needed to do to keep myself and my family safe and that kind of thing. Uh, losing a job in the middle of a pandemic is never fun. And so, you That's know. That's kind of what at, I at meant the, by the, the unknown. Yeah, at the, at the risk of sounding whiny, you know. But again, um, I think we've gotten some positives out of that situation and hopefully we'll continue to do so, so. 
clearly this is a positive as jp said 2020 has birthed this show and you know of course it's out of necessity but it is what it is and we're here and we're glad that you guys are listening with us um the wildest and wackiest news that i could find because our typical helper is uh on vacation this week apparently yeah dare they so yeah um so they had nothing new but from 2016, we found I found this tweet, and, and it's it's probably one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> is that uh, apparently in uh, Sri Lanka, a Catholic Christmas service printed out the words of Hail Mary. They printed the the, the words to Hail Mary mm-hmm. on um, on their on their their pamphlet for like the service the christmas service yeah the bulletin jp are you, have you heard this jp no no he did not okay. submit so this all is right. fresh fresh okay, to my good. ears so i'm that's I'm awesome intrigued. that's awesome so I'm we're going to get a fresh reaction yep. from you so okay a thousand programs containing the lyrics to hell mary were shared at one of the biggest catholic christmas services in the entire country of sri lanka except they didn't print the carol they printed the words to tupac's Hail Mary. Oh, that's, that's on the pamphlet. Gold. <laughs> oh, that's gold. And they didn't bleep anything. Wow. I'm with I'm, me. <laughs> I'm assuming that they uh, they caught that before the service. I don't think so. I think, so. <laughs> I think someone caught it afterwards and was like, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> this isn't it's not this Hail Mary." I'm sure they found out when they went to sing it, and they said Machiavelli in this, <laughs> Illuminati all through your body. <laughs> Everybody, channel on now. Uh, this this blows like a twelve gauge shoddy. But at least it, at least it does have la da 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 la 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 in the chorus. It does end quite like a Christmas carol, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Moe's in the floor. <laughs> He's Run quick C. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, so uh, Tupac still bringing it. Tupac still go. bringing it. Still. Uh, 20, 25 folks. years later. Yeah. He's alive. From the grave. Oh, man. Um, wow. I, um... I didn't really find much else except that there were a couple deer rescued from a frozen lake in Kansas. That was pretty interesting. Um, did you see the video of that? I did. <laughs> and uh, it's, I mean, the, the ice was, you know, like an inch thick or whatever, but it was enough that the deer, once they got out of the broken area, they could run. And did. You know. And did. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Got tired of this dude pushing him across the ice. But, <laughs> yeah. but it was pretty cool. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if, if that's me, that deer is going to stay out there. You're not going to get it? No. No, I'm not. Because I'm not having the ice break under me trying to save a deer. I'm, I'm sorry. I hear you. The, the deer got himself into that situation. He can get himself out. <laughs> get it. I hear you. Well, I, what if it was a uh, buckhorn ladybuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Lady, yeah, there you go. 
Oh. I know that. I know that gets under your skin. You know, Motlo's a lady bucks as well, right? Yeah, I'm done with them. They're, they're, they're no refuse. Um, a Maine kayaker ventured into the ocean and rescued a goat. He escaped the parking lot of a vet hospital and swam into the water. And uh, so <laughs> there's that. And um, last thing of 2020. Just because this was the weirdest story of the entire millennium to this point for me is um, what was the guy's name? Oh no, Bob that bowled a three hundred a three hundred oh. game on nine eleven on nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, nine eleven two thousand one. This guy goes bowling and bowls a three hundred game, gets his picture taken, it's memorialized on a wall wherever he did it, and uh, that's a, that's an interesting thing to have as a, a three hundred game on nine eleven. But That's hey, keep crazy. your mind off of it, I guess. For 2020, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next year uh, on January 4th. And on January 5th, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can catch us in Winchester on The Eagle. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint for Moist Patton, J.P. Plant. I'm Chris Yow. Stay cool, Columbia.